Hello and welcome to the Shock Your Potential podcast. I am your host, Michael Sherlock. Each one of us holds great potential, and tapping into that potential is my passion and my mission. Shock Your Potential is a global leadership training company dedicated to creating positive, productive, and profitable workplaces. We develop, nurture, train, and guide leaders at all levels and at all points in their career. Through this podcast, I get to interview amazing leaders who are shocking their own potential and the potential of those around them. Learn more about us today at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com. And don't forget to check out my two best-selling books, Tell Me More, How to Ask the Right Questions and Get the Most Out of Your Employees, and Sales Mixology, Why the Most Potent Sales and Customer Experiences Follow a Recipe for Success. Join us now as we meet another great guest. And don't forget, subscribe, rate, and like us today. I know you've all been waiting for this segment on dressing for success. And this is a critical part of any job interview process. I even dressed up a little bit, not what I would wear to a job interview, but something that I will definitely wear to impress somebody who has fashion sense, and that's definitely our guest. Her name is Danielle Bergeon, and she is both a creative director for a marketing firm, as well as a sales rep for Nina McLemore, and her designs that are for women, this is not only going to affect women, we're going to talk about style design and what you should wear to dress for success, man or woman to make sure that you put your best foot forward in an interview. So first of all, let me welcome our guest. So thank you, Danielle, so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm absolutely honored to be here today, and I hope some of my points will help everybody in the future and uh, learn a little bit about style. I agree. Well, and all the things that you and I have talked about prior to this point and some of the notes that I know you want to cover are definitely valuable. And some things that I wish I would have heard younger in my career when I was trying to figure out how to dress for interviews and I had certain things in my mind of what you should do and shouldn't do, you've already just from that opened up my eyes and I know so you have some great valuable tips to share with everybody. So let me start with this. Why don't you give us a little bit of background because you have a very appropriate background for what you're doing both on the agency side as well as the sales side. So tell us a little bit about yourself and what makes you an expert in style. So I um, went to school for fashion marketing. I graduated valedictorian with my bachelor's in that degree. And what I loved about that degree is it was both a business side and fashion side. Fashion's always been a passion of mine, um, but I wanted something a little bit more to give me a basis in business um, as well as fashion. So within that, I did an um, internship in Florence, Italy at a fashion leather atelier where I actually got to work in the workshop. I actually built a few wallets. Um, that was pretty cool. But wow. yeah, it was, it was pretty awesome. <laughs> and I also learned a lot about construction of garments and how things should fit you. But that applies too in my career. I mean, I, I'm still on the creative side of things. I'm very much an art person. So um, I make everything beautiful, both uh, when it comes to dressing and uh, when it comes to advertising. 
I love it. And that's what an amazing experience to be able to go to Italy and, you know, be a part of something like that, whether it's part of garments or making wallets, just the, the concept of how something is created and how it really fits, whether it fits your body, fits your pocket, fits in your purse. That's a pretty exceptional experience to have. Yeah, it was really wonderful. They they make more than wallets too. Um, I was just working on wallets. They actually make some beautiful clothes, shoes to die for, uh, leather jackets, um, reversible leather jackets from this really lightweight leather. Just absolutely incredible. Um, so it was a wonderful experience. Oh well, don't talk to me about shoes because anybody who knows me knows that's my that's my weakness other than hair. <laughs> so. I love it that you've got, um, I know that we talked about a couple different things, but first of all, you have three major takeaways that you want to make sure job seekers are really keeping in mind before they decide what to wear. So do you want to touch on those a little bit and we kind of expand as we go along? Sure, absolutely. So my three main takeaways are number one, dress in something that makes you feel confident and that is appropriate. Um, That's huge. And we'll, like you said, we'll expand on that later. Um, the second one is make sure your clothes fit. Tailoring is everything. Um, <laughs> when it comes to suiting even women's clothes, uh, tailoring is so important. And my third is wear a standout piece. And whether that it's just a piece that makes you feel special, feel comfortable, something that makes you feel good, that's the piece you should wear. Absolutely. And I know we're going to touch on all of them, but just because you brought it up about tailoring, I know that there was a lot of time in my younger career where, I mean, everything I buy is off the rack anyway, but um, I, not everything. One time I had something that was kind of made for me, but definitely tailored. But I didn't realize until probably 10 years ago that I could have things tailored to fit me better. And now that I know that, I'm very comfortable buying things that are a little bit off, but I immediately take, a, you know, the gal who does my dry cleaning is, you know, a seamstress and I can take her anything and say, here's where I need it to go. And it's perfect. It makes a huge difference on how things feel as well as how they look. It really does. Um, and like you were saying, taking something off the rack so much, particularly with women's clothing, you know, pant sizes, two, four, six, eight. Well, that's not really a size, and there's also vanity sizing, and it's kind of a mess. And we all have different bodies. So when you have something that fits-ish, if you will, um, and then you take it to a tailor, and they make it like fit you and who you are, you just automatically feel better about yourself, um, and it's so important. I agree. And I know I took us out of order a little bit, but it was just such a, it's such a true point. And it reminds me of how I I really didn't realize that. And I thought that people who got things tailored, that that was for rich people. And that was, you know, something really expensive, but it really isn't. And you can take a, a piece of clothing and you can make it look like it was made just for your body for, you know, $10. Absolutely. Um, And Um, Just since we're on tailoring right now, I just want to go into some suits for guys real quickly. Um, Sure. Guys, number one, you should always have just one good suit in your closet. That's rule number one. Um, You can wear it to anything, funerals, weddings, work, interviews. You need to have one good suit. But you don't have to have an expensive suit necessarily. If you buy a $400 suit, get it tailored and make it look good on you, 
it looks so expensive versus just buying an expensive suit off the rack and not having it tailored. It's so important for it to be tailored to you. Absolutely. Well, let's go back in order since I took us out of order. I apologize, but let's talk about first about dressing appropriately that makes you feel in something that makes you feel confident and that really fits the kind of job that you are interviewing for. So that's pretty big. Um, not all jobs require a suit. Um, I know there's that old adage, you know, dress for the job you want, not the job you have. But the thing is, you need to research what job you're actually applying for. If you're applying for a lawyer, well, you, you need a suit. But if you're applying to be a graphic designer, you don't necessarily need to wear a suit. And so many, and coming from a design and creative background in marketing, I know that so many designers just don't feel comfortable. They feel very uh, confined um, in suits. And that's not what the interviewer is necessarily looking for. They want you to look good. You need to be put together, but also show some creative flair, particularly for design fields, um, to speak to that. But it doesn't have to be a suit. Uh, and a lot of people automatically go, I got to go buy a really expensive suit for this interview because I really want this job. Well, if you don't feel comfortable in what you're wearing, they'll notice. That's the trick. You have to feel confident. Interviews are all about confidence. And you're worried enough about what questions they're going to ask you don't need to worry about your clothes so you need to wear something that makes you feel confident and that you feel good in absolutely and it's really true i've interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people throughout my career and it's interesting to me when people don't take the time to really think about what's appropriate and i i hate to say this but i've had people in in very unbecoming clothes, meaning that they, they had things that were really too tight, um, that, you know, were uncomfortable to look at from my perspective. I've had people wear things that were of a significantly lower uh, kind of dress code than the position. And then on the flip side, I've had people try to impress me with really fancy suits and, and dolled up to the, you know, to the nines for a job that it wasn't appropriate for but I could tell that they weren't comfortable in that. And so it's a real fine line of finding the balance. And, you know, I think in some sense you can err on the side of caution to be a little bit more formal, you know, and, and sometimes people feel a suit is appropriate for that in an interview, but you also don't have to always wear it fully buttoned up. You know, that if you're trying to find the balance, like you were talking about that, you know, if you say I have to wear the suit for the interview, cause that's what you're supposed to do also think of your of where you are and how well you're going to fit in when you walk in that door and how can you make it appropriate to that exactly and if you're close by so a trick that i always like to do if i'm applying for a position and i know i have an interview coming up i try to go to the office and just kind of see what everybody's wearing get a little reconnaissance work um <laughs> And not, I know that's not possible for everybody to do, but if you can do that, that's, that'll actually help you in the long run. Also look at people's LinkedIn pages for the company. That's a quick little, like, who's who, see if you can actually connect to somebody in the company. That'll help you get a job a little bit, you know, possibly. And uh, see what they're wearing. You know, look at the company's website. What are they showcasing their company culture is? So it's really important to look at where you're going and dress appropriately for that. And especially to your comment on the too tight. Um, yeah, you need to make sure you're dressing for your body shape and size um, appropriately because 
if you're wearing something that's too sexy or too tight, it's a little off-putting. Yes, absolutely. It really can. It makes the interviewer uncomfortable. And no matter what, you don't, you don't want to do that because you may already be nervous and uncomfortable yourself. But if that adds to the mix, it doesn't make for an overall good image as well as a comfortable interview. Exactly. So, you know, when you think about this, about, you know, how do you get somebody to the point of feeling comfortable and confident and, and kind of the secret to dressing well? You know, what, what do you think is, what's the magic sauce in there? Um, a lot of it is about, you know, wearing things that, it's really about fit, honestly. Fit is the biggest thing. Um, and that, again, goes back to tailoring. Um, but dressing for your shape. And also, if you're not sure how to dress for your shape, you know, when you go shopping, trust the sales associates. I know that sounds like, well, they're just trying to sell me stuff. Well, you can test them if you really want to, if you're not comfortable and you want to test and make sure they're not just trying to sell you something off the rack that's expensive or whatever, uh, put on something that you know is not going to fit your shape and then see what they think. And if they say it looks good, find a different store. <laughs> that's <laughs> that's really sneaky. Them, I like it. <laughs> yeah. So, but also let them suggest things that you may not have necessarily pulled yourself because sometimes they, you know, have an idea and they're like, Hey, just give it a go. Be open-minded when you're shopping. <laughs> that reminds me of a story years and years and years ago. So now we're talking decades. I was going for, I was going shopping for a suit and I, I wanted a navy blue suit. And so the gal that was helping me at Macy's, it was uh, called different in my town at that time before they got bought out by Macy's. But the gal that was helping me, she, you know, she was bringing me navy blue suits and other blue suits. And, and uh, she said, she brings me this one green suit. And I said, oh, I don't need that. I already have a green suit because I, I wasn't kind of just the black suit kind of person, which I want to talk about in a minute. But I said, oh, I've already got a green suit. I don't need that. And she goes, oh, honey, this is not green. This is celery. So of course, I bought the suit. <laughs> I didn't have a celery green suit. I had a dark green suit. But I'll never forget because she really made me stop and think, I wouldn't have bought that otherwise. I like I know a green suit and it was one of my favorite suits. I had it for a long time. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and it's really funny because I, I, you know, prior to going to school and also, you know, working through school, I worked in retail for over 10 years. And I mean, I think one of my favorite part of the days was when I, you know, found an outfit for somebody and I was like, just try this. Like, and they're like, I don't know. I don't want to try it. I'm not sure. I'm like, you know, if you're getting changed anyway, just throw it on. If you don't like it, we'll just take it off. You're not obligated to buy it. I won't, my feelings won't get hurt. Um, and then they would put it on. They'd be like, oh, they stand up a little taller. They're like, oh, I like, I like this. This is good. Um, and I, I actually also another thing about fit. Um, I did work in um, lingerie and I know this is not, you know, dressing for success, but part of it is. Hey, know, some, some way is dressing for success. <laughs> Exactly. Just a different kind. <laughs> yes, but I can't stress enough, ladies, go out and get a bra fitting, be fitted. And I'm not just talking Victoria's Secret. Um, there's other companies, but when you're wearing the proper foundations, your clothes will fit differently. You will stand up taller. Um, it is so important to have the right bra and the fit. Um, so there's another little expertise for you. 
That's, it's really true. And that has to do also with how well your clothes, yeah, how they look, how they feel on your body and how you feel all together. And it's, it's interesting to me because I know that there's, uh, you know, as ladies, we all talk about Spanx and, you know, that's, that's just a part of our, our culture now. And it's part of our, every, every woman that I know has at least one pair of Spanx somewhere in her closet. But men are wearing Spanx as well. I know there's Spanx kind of undershirts and, and different things for men and might not be a bad thing to consider when, if the goal for you is to feel as good as you want to feel. Not, you know, I mean, to, to have a really tight pulled together look. Absolutely. And it also like what those layers do is it helps the fabric of the garment you're wearing lay flatter on your skin. Not necessarily to be like, oh, well, you're, you know, overweight or anything like that. Absolutely not. Um, but if it makes you feel more comfortable, um, definitely go for it. Um, if it does not make you feel comfortable, do not wear it. Because yes, that's true. If you're not feeling comfortable and they are confining, you know, if you don't feel comfortable in it, don't wear it. That's true. I've never um, been able to get the Spanx to actually make me look skinnier. So I just, I agree to your point. It does help the way clothes fall on you, especially with a dress for a woman or sometimes with blouses, it just fits differently. And I think that that lends itself to overall, how your overall look, but absolutely, if you're not comfortable in them and you can't breathe, then might as well leave them at home because that's not going to help you either. Exactly. <laughs> so then let's talk about this from a, a, one more perspective. And I kind of alluded to it when I was giving my suit story is I think, especially with your point about, you know, for men, have one really good quality suit always in your closet. It's always there, the go-to one. Men and women alike tend to still think about suits as the black suit because you can put anything with it, it goes with anything. But I've never been a big fan of that for myself. Uh, there was probably a time in my career I was, but I've never been a, a, a fan of that myself because for me, I knew that I didn't stand out as well in the years prior to blue hair. But, you know, what are your thoughts on having people really be able to have a statement if with their suit or whatever they're wearing for an interview? Right. So um, if you are wearing a suit, um, it doesn't have to be black. And actually, my favorite menswear store is Suit Supply. Um, they are a European cut, uh, European founded store. They used to never carry black suits, actually. That was the one color they didn't carry. Um, really? Yes. They had all these other colors, some prints, um, but they never carried black. Now, they've just started carrying black, but uh, a nice charcoal gray is beautiful. Um, and guys, if you're wearing... So this also kind of lends itself to the standout piece that I... Part of the takeaways. So um, wearing something that is memorable is very helpful in an interview. Um, so if it's if you have a black suit or a gray suit or a blue suit, you know, wearing a stiffy tie or, you know, wearing uh, fun socks. I know that's like, sounds crazy, but men's socks are so cool. Oh, they're so fun right now, without a doubt. They're absolutely so fun. Um, and then for women, um, you know, the idea of the, a suit being the same color is kind of passe. It's definitely more conservative. Um, so if you're applying for a lawyer job, that might be important, but for pretty much any other job, it's kind of open. So wear a fun color jacket, um, with black slacks or, 
you know, a fun accessory, um, something that's special to you to stand out in the interview because that'll also help. And sometimes they're conversation starters. I remember my last interview that I had, I was wearing this really fun, chunky uh, purple necklace uh, with like a black uh, jacket with, um, I think I had like a black and white top under it. And but it was like really interesting necklace and the interviewer commented on it. So we started talking about my necklace you know, for a good portion of the interview, which made me feel more comfortable because I was like, oh, we're talking about something that I like. And yes, you like this. Oh, that's so great. It's a flattering comment. And it made me feel more comfortable. So I was more, you know, willing to answer questions or, you know, more confident in my questions. So I'm like, I walked through the door. I look okay. <laughs> I passed that test. <laughs> I agree. And it's a great point because from sitting on the other side of that table so many years and having so many interviews that many of them I cannot remember at all. The ones that stand out are the ones that were exceptionally good or exceptionally bad. But to the, to the job seeker, so that you really recognize, if I'm seeing six people today, and yes, I know your resume, and yes, maybe I've also done a phone screen with you, so there may be elements of that. If all six people have the same dark suit on and you know look very somber it's really hard at the end of that day to remember because it's, it's information overload for the interviewer there's just too much so yes something that will allow you to stand out be memorable and in your case what a great example of it being an easy conversation starter to now make a personal connection with that interviewer so you have something at least to to take that first deep breath and say okay well whew, they like me already. Look at, I'm halfway there. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yes, don't be afraid of color. Color is so fun. Now there are certain colors that I wouldn't necessarily wear to an interview. Um, and one of them I'm actually wearing right now. Mm, um, the red, red jacket. Yes. The red jacket. So, um, I chose this piece because I thought it was fun and it'd be really fun to wear. Um, but red, People are funny about red. Red usually means things like stop. Red means things like danger. So I wouldn't necessarily wear red. I know a lot of people wear red, think red is like super confident and like, yes, I'm here. But I think it, particularly for an interview, is sometimes a little harsh. Um, so I wouldn't necessarily wear red. I know I'm totally breaking my rule right now. Um, well, you're, you're being interviewed, but not for a job. So you're okay. Exactly. So yeah, for a job, no, I wouldn't wear red. For other things like something like this, um, you know, wearing something stand out, a strong color is important. But, you know, popping some color is such a great thing. And like I said, guys, really easy to do. Your tie, boom. Like, or wear like a fun, like, like maybe, uh, I saw this guy today and he was wearing this beautiful plaid shirt. And a small checkerboard plaid, but then he had like a super quieted down tie and just kind of worked really well. So like playing with color and patterns and making you feel comfortable, particularly if you are a colorful person, most people are, most people are not just, okay, I got to put this black suit on. I'm this vanilla person and I'm going to go impress somebody. Well, which do you think your job interviewer is going to be like vanilla? This is what you're bringing to the table. Exactly. Yeah, we're looking for Spumoni here. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> or Rainbow Sherbert, one of those. I agree. 
I agree completely. And it's, it's funny because as I got dressed for this interview, I thought I'm going to have a lot of color today. Obviously I'm kind of colorful, but I thought it would be fun just because I know that I would never wear this to a job interview because it's got holes in it. It's lace and it's very different, but it's a great reminder of you've got to decide what you're going to wear when, why, and how, and how it's going to be, how it's going to really serve you when you leave that interview for how they view you. From the moment you walk in to the moment you leave, you know, what's, what's that input going to be? What's that impact going to be on their psyche? And it's, it's a fine line to, to, to uh, dance. I agree with you, Red, um, in an interview. It depends on how the person presents because sometimes people come in and they're using that to hide behind because they're saying it's a sales position or sales management position. It's a power role. I'm going to show I'm powerful. And I just want to know, are you authentic? Exactly. Exactly. It's a, like, right, like, you know, you said, and I said earlier, it's a, one of those colors that's a little tricky. So if you're nervous about adding color into your job interview, I would shy away from red. Um, but other than that, every pretty much every other color is, is open. I mean, I wouldn't wear lime green. That's a little, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, no hot pink, <laughs> no hot pink. I mean, but like, Jewel tones work well on pretty much every skin tone. So, you know, like a teal, like a dark teal is beautiful. Um, blues and browns go really well together. Um, you can do light blue with brown. Um, so just different things, different things, like, different things like that, things like that. Go to you and I actually was um, working with a client and she tried on a, a jacket and I said to her, I said, I know I'm supposed to sell you things, but that makes you look sick. Can you please take it off? <laughs> <laughs> it was just the wrong, it was the wrong color for her skin tone. And it was actually a really hard color to wear. It's, um, it's called limoncello and it was kind of a cross between like a spring green, like a yellow, uh, like a really pale yellow. And it didn't have enough orange in the yellow for her skin tone. So I was like, just take it off, please. <laughs> it's about being open and being willing to get some advice and some feedback and not, not just look at it through your own eyes. And I think that's, that's great advice. And I'll tell you what, I'd always want somebody to say to me, that's not, don't do that because that, that means that they really care about what my outcome is. Exactly. So as we're getting near the end here, I always have two questions that I ask everybody. And the first is really for me, one that's reflective because I think we all learn from our own paths and, and the paths that we see around us. So my question is, knowing what you know now, if you could go back to any point in time and talk to the younger, earlier Danielle, at what point in time in her life would you go talk to her and what would you tell her that would have shocked your potential farther or faster or even kept you on the same path? So I would have told her, don't worry, everything happens for a reason. And the reason why I say that, and I know that's kind of cliche, but um, I actually grew up trained to be a professional ballerina. And unfortunately, I got injured in my career uh, after 17 years of devotion to ballet. And I lost ballet. And I kind of floundered around for a while. And I was like, this was my life. This is my, you know, my passion. This is what I want. Um, and I was just like, I don't know what happened. Like now I have to figure out something to do. And then I found my school. I went back to school and then I actually, um, developed MS <laughs> on top of that. 
So I wouldn't have been able to dance anyway, because at one point I wasn't walking. Um, I'm past that now, but everything happens for a reason. And I, if I didn't go to school, get my degree, I would never have gone to Italy. I would never have the job I have right now. I would never have met my husband. Um, so it's interesting where life takes you. And as cliche as it, that is, everything happens for a reason. It's so important to really hone that and understand that even through the throes of everything. I agree. And I've actually had several other people say similar things as we've done these interviews. And, and especially for talking to you know job seekers watching this who may be thinking, I didn't want this. I, this is very stressful. I didn't want to be out of the job or be downsized or whatever happened, or I don't want to be working for someone and I have to find something better because my working environment is horrible. But whatever it is, it's what you're going through. And if you can try to let the emotional side of that go and move on, you get through it easier. Exactly. And I mean, you usually don't see the benefit of the thing that the obstacle that you are, you know, trying to get around until maybe sometimes a couple of years later. But mm -hmm. when you do actually see it, you're like, oh, I'm actually better off. So it is definitely one of those things that is hard um, to go through at the time, but it's definitely worth it in the end. Very good. So before I get into the very last question, I want to make sure we'll have all your contact information on the show notes. But Nina Macklemore, it's ninamacklemore.com is the website for uh, the clothing line that you represent. So it's N-I-N-A, Macklemore is M-C-L-E-M-O-R-E. Dot com. Some beautiful pieces on there. I've, I've been flipping through the uh, brochure and my husband informed me that I'm still not re allowed to go shopping again for a while. <laughs> I, I put myself in these timeouts and I tell him, I say, you have to help me. I'm not buying any clothes for X amount of time. That does not include shoes though. Shoes are whenever I find them, but some lovely, lovely pieces. And I think they're, um, they're a it's a beautiful collection. Something like that would be a great go-to opportunity for women. And for men, I think that you've given lots of great tips for as well. So as we wrap up, what I would like to know is what are your last words of wisdom or pearls of advice for our uh, job seekers that are watching to help them really feel confident that when they get ready to do this, that they can dress for success? I think my last one's um, would be have fun. <laughs> I know it sounds simple, but we spend so much time worrying about the interview, about getting the job and about all this stuff. The last thing you want to worry about is your clothes and just, you know, have fun with your clothes. Let them speak for you because usually people judge who you are within the first what, five seconds, I think it is, of seeing mm -hmm. you. So wear something that showcases you and says who you are and you're comfortable and confident. I love it. Thank you so much, Danielle. I really appreciate your time and your expertise. I know that it will resonate with all of our viewers. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. And have a wonderful day. We'll be talking again soon. Sounds good. Thank you for joining us on another episode of Shock Your Potential. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and like our podcast. And for more information, find us at shockyourpotential.com and shockyourpotentialpodcast.com.
www.thepeopleshow.com.